0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this week we have episode 191. Just so get things started off. I'm going to talk a little bit about a topic that comes up quite a bit in conversation, and I get emailed about this quite a bit, and it comes up in private messages and all that fun stuff, is the topic of hobbies. Should you have them? What should you do? If you're interested in having one, why would you have one? Um, my own personal experiences through them, and I'm just going to kind of share it. Uh, I think if you listen to the show you by now, you probably know that I've been practicing jujitsu for quite some time now. I'm probably going on five years now. Uh, I'm purple belt now under Giovanni uh, Martinez in the 10th Planet jujitsu system. Uh, It's awesome. It's a game changing thing. It's something that really has um, kind of changed my life for the better. Um, It's a really it's a really challenging thing. It's something that really gives me a lot in the other part of my life. Um, I was never really into team sports. I'm not really interested in going to the gym. I don't like working out without purpose and I don't like working out just to, for the hell of it. Um, I never was really interested in that. And so the thing with jujitsu for me, and I'm just sharing what I enjoy, cause I don't know what you're going to enjoy, but what really drives me and the reason why I do jujitsu and what really motivates me to do it and continue to do it is because it's a, a mental and physical activity that really kind of like it's totally opposite from what I do, uh, in my creative field, you know, what I do normally, which is, you know, as a creative and an artist, it's, there's some similarities, but they're really not that much, you know, working online, working on the internet, it's completely different compared to compared to like being face to face with somebody and trying to disassemble their body in some kind of capacity, um, like martial arts is. Um, so there's a whole different thing and it provides just like whole total contrast for me for me, I find that having a hobby like this, it helps my life balance. And it could be like anything. I have friends that like play D and D or, um, friends that do, you know, different things, activities, social activities, things that really inspire them. I remember reading about, um, one of my favorite shows is a cartoon called adventure time. And, um, I'm drawing a blank now on his name, but the guy that created, Um, Patton, uh, I think I can't remember his name, but he was really into Dungeons and Dragons. You can really tell in the writing and the the ideas that they came up with and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's important to have those kind of different hobbies and not necessarily like a general hobby or, um, let's say you're, you're an artist, but your hobby is video games. Sure. If that makes you happy and it's what you enjoy, but maybe something that's a little different, some adversity in your life can kind of shed light onto different things, you know, which I think is really important. Um, I think it also really helps me give my mind a rest from the art. I remember reading in a book um, about how Einstein would play violin when he was really like dealing with a complex thing, and I think something happened with his neuropathways and the way that his mind was trying to really fixate on a thing, and then when he went to play music, it opened up a different passageway for his brain, so when he went back to the problem, it allowed allow him to have to free up his mind so he could kind of focus on things again but it allowed his mind to have rest i think our brains aren't designed to just continually repeat repetitive, rep- repeatedly go after something um i think it's okay to but at the same time i think um giving it a break at times it sometimes really helps so that's one thing i really enjoy about having a hobby um just letting your mind have rest I think, uh, it also another good thing about your hobby is it's like, if you have a hobby, it allows you to have distance from your work so that it gets you back to when, when you're, when you have distance between it, it makes you ex- like miss it, you know, and there might be a moment where you're like frustrated with it, but the hobby will take you away from that so that the frustration, the gap of frustration kind of diminishes. So when you come back to it, you're fresh and recharge and excited to try new things, which I think is really good. Um, Yeah, I think it just really helps. I think it helps just giving your mind a break and and resting it. I would suggest like if you can find a hobby, try to find something that has a it's in the physical activities, you know, Um, something that's physical because we sit and we stand or whatever for such a long period of our lives. And it's really not natural or healthy um, to do so. Neither is like, you know, full on contact martial arts kind of sports either. So I can't say that it's the best thing for your body either although I've been training for five years and I haven't experienced any serious injury, just common like ailments and aches and stuff that happen to my body. But, um, again, the only reason I talk about jujitsu is because it's the hobby that I have, but there's, I mean, if you guys have hobbies and things that you suggest, let us know, you know, reach out and get at us and let us know like maybe there's something we're missing here. Another hobby that I do that I really enjoy, um, I guess it's becoming kind of a part of my career now is photography and cinematography, I really love uh, the process of, uh, of capturing images and footage. And that's another thing that's away from the computer. It gets me out of the house and allows me to go do different things. It's it's kind of connected to the passion projects as well. But again, and maybe there's someday I'll connect like, you know, my hobby and my, my art and all that kind of stuff somehow. So maybe there I'll do some kind of film about jujitsu or something. Who knows? But what I do know is that it really helps having a hobby really matters a lot to me. And it just helps, and it's cool to learn another craft, you know. Our lives are so short, and it's so important to try to experience as much as you can here, and get out there and really try different things. And I think it would be a shame if you did, if you didn't, you know. There's so many cool new experiences for you if you if you put yourself in adversity and try new things and meet new people. Um, there's there's a high level of camaraderie that that it happens in that way, and so it's it's really cool. I enjoy it. And I, you know, there's days where I really dread it. I don't want to do it and I kind of fight it, but it's, it's so, um, it's so key to get it done. And I know that with the moments that I'm feeling that way, well, like that, that's the times I really need to go because it just means that I'm, you know, fighting against it. And that means that that's when I get the best growth is when I'm, you know, fighting against it. Um, and I think it just another thing about hobbies, another key point that I find for myself is it just really brings a lot of inspiration back into my work life. Just like, Doing something different, the obscurity of it, and just trying different things really brings back that really fun kind of uh, inspiration, and kind of just helps me um, keep my like my energy level very high. I'm constantly burning at a very high high rate, and so I, I enjoy having that and these like breaks in the day to go do these things. Um, they're just really cool. They're good. They're good, and they're healthy um, for me personally. And I I, I strongly suggest uh, if you're finding that you're you know, kind of lost or you're physically falling off and you're not like, you're not happy with your body or whatever it might be, um, give a physical activity to try. Like I have friends that do CrossFit. They really enjoy that. Um, yeah, it's not my thing, but I can see the total benefits. I've done it before. Uh, my wife and I have done that like, um, I don't know, there's like these videos that you'd watch and I ended up losing like quite a bit of weight and like getting really in shape and it feels good. And, you know, when you're in shape and you're working towards, um, you know, like a, a certain physique that you're after, it feels good. And that's just another ho- ha- hobby to do. Yeah, it's physical. And so you're kind of getting two, you know, things at once, which is really great. Um, and then lastly, for me is it's, um, it's really hard to manage it. But it's it's like with hobbies, it's, it's, it just really helps me just balance, you know, so it's the same thing I've been talking about, but it just really helps me balance my life out. And by balance, it's like kind of feels like sometimes it throws it off. I could be really deep in a thought or deep in a project and I have to jump away to go do these things. But it just makes um, the process of coming back that much more exciting. So um, and that kind of segues into talking about our guest this week, Maxine Godin, who's on the show. He's he's an artist. He's currently working at the mill as uh, an art director and the reason why i bring up hobbies is his hobby is actually what he does and for a living which he openly admits that he should probably maybe get one different one um but at the same time it's kind of what he loves and there's nothing wrong with that too um if it works for you then it totally is fine um doesn't mean that because i have this it's for everybody it's just one of those things that i found and people often ask me about you know why they why would why what what hobby they should have and why they should have it um but Maxime kind of explains why it's just like what he does is what he loves and learning things and, and building his work and working uh, at the mill is like, it's this, it's, it's his hobby. It's like kind of tied together. I found out about his work through uh, our, my friend Sava, who's a, who's been a guest on the podcast actually is a really amazing talent. And he showed me his work called the mountains of madness. And I saw it and I was really, it's um, really excited about it. It was a really cool piece. You get a chance. You should check it out. I believe we'll probably have it in the show notes but it's, it's really a beautiful piece. And, uh, we talked to, I talked to Maxim about it and just his general approach to being creative and his approach to being authentic and kind of his, how he can, he came up in his uh, process of, of being an artist and like how he got inspired by this random encounter at a computer lab with a guy that was building like a teapot. And then that, you know, years later he managed to learn and understand the program and, go from one stage to the next and build out his projects and and we're here today having this conversation about which is really cool we talk a bit about the uh, his enjoyment of the process he really enjoys the process which is really cool and I know a lot of you as well um, enjoy the process and you know getting to know a little bit more information about the process and all that kind of stuff and we talk a bit about his inspiration that's been coming from these obscure films that he's been watching so um, this is a fun episode I hope you guys enjoy it it's episode 191 with Maxime Goudin. let's go so yeah thank you again for you know taking the time to be on the show um as we had spoke about it's you know most artists are quite personal like they're insular and and we we do a lot of our communication with our work itself so coming onto the show is is sometimes can be somewhat nerve wracking but thank you for taking the time
1: yeah thanks for inviting it's uh, quite a thing to do you're very yeah. welcome
0: you're super talented and when we were getting ready for it you're like you're you're jokingly saying like maybe we ran out of town or something which is <laughs> that's pretty funny that you would say that of all people because your work is quite exceptional so is that something that you um you run into or are you constantly trying to be better than you were the day before or are you constantly striving for like you know your own greatness
1: oh, yeah well uh there's a it's always some kind of a internal motivation or external motivation uh whatever you choose uh, through the day yeah it's always something that pulls you and uh it's always this kind of a concept of uh not being happy with whatever you did yeah like you know you you're doing your which again within time i'm thinking that's kind of an okay thing It's like you did a work, you did something, you created some piece of art, and then you've seen it and then you're like, Jesus Christ, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Is Is that me?
0: Oh man, is that a normal thing for you?
1: I think it's it's in general normal thing because when you create in something, you're because the process of creation at the same time, as a process of self education yeah. or like a growth. So, by the end of the project, any project that you're involved in, you're not the same person as in the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's like you're literally not the same person. And you're looking back at what you did before and you're like, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, what, what, is, what is this burning pile of shit I created? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah no it's true it's very true because i have that too where i'm just like "Hmm, what was going on in my mind at that point because it just goes to show we're constantly changing and ever changing and it's almost like it's almost like relics of your past you know like you know like the egyptians eventually were to evolve past what they were as a civilization and they were to see like the buildings in dubai or something you know like yeah what the hell were we building the buildings out of rock for you know like yeah we could have been using glass and steel and all these like different types of Manufacturing uh, yeah. byproducts and stuff, but yeah, I think of that too, and that's also it's, like yeah it's it's interesting
1: that. to see uh, the the like your creation as an artifact yes. like artifact of the time that already passed, so it's yeah. not actually yours, you know
0: no, and I think once you release the art it becomes uh it becomes the the like other people own it basically, you know like the public owns it.
1: Yeah, it's like or universe or whatever. Whatever the concept is, it's just like it's not yours. So it's like something. And you kind of did it. But at the same time, it wasn't you. It was your in the past.
0: Yeah. Which is is a bizarre concept. It's very bizarre. I remember hearing an interview from from Tom York, I think he was talking about. um, He's the lead singer from Radiohead. He was saying that the saddest time for them when they're making music is when they release it to the public because it's no longer theirs. But the music when it 's theirs is like it's it's like really you know connected to them inside, and when they're making it it 's like very personable and yeah, like a uh, very they, beautiful thing, and then when they release it it's a part of the process, but it's also it's kind of a hard part, you know it's like releasing your kid to school or something, or it's like when you love and, something, you let it go or as long as those lines,
1: yeah, and especially if you think of like Radiohead, for instance uh, I mean you kind of are listening to them. You can imagine that the process of creation of that the process of thinking like how exactly they went from whatever the concept the pure idea into the actual album yeah. it's much more entertaining than the final result
2: yeah you would
1: imagine right you know yeah it's it was, it was like imagine the like you as an artist what do you need to go through to yeah. achieve it like what's the step what are the steps what was happening like what was the process. What was the ideas? How did it go there? Why did it go there? Do
0: you think that's because you you're a creative else? person yourself? Do you want to know all the, the nuances and the tricks?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, the whole uh, concept of, um, you know, when you're creating art versus when you're uh, like a, call it just listening to music or watching a film, yeah. so you're perceiving things. It's a bit of a different thing, uh, oh, yeah. you know, like uh, different uh, in a way that emotionally it's different, Yeah, you know, and when you're in the process, when you're inside it, it's really hard to then translate it into something else to explain it, what you actually felt when, while you were doing it, even if the result is lackluster for you, yeah. the process usually is not.
0: Yeah. Do you enjoy you the know, process of making your work?
1: Yeah, I enjoy the process more than the, definitely the final result.
2: Interesting. And,
1: yeah. Well, because in the process, you always have, you know, ideas and emotions and they kind of, uh, it's like this ever changing torrent of emotions and ideas yeah. swirl, swirling around and you're in the middle of it. You know, okay. like you're in this infinite dance. And then when it's over, you're like, okay. Can I go back?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me
0: experience it again in a different way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a drug. You're always going back and starting something. It totally again, is you know? a drug. Totally is. Yeah, you're starting it again to just capture the same feeling, the same range of emotions. It's really hard to capture when you're just trying to do something else. I guess.
0: Yeah i i look at it almost i don't know if it's a drug necessarily but it's definitely a habit that's for sure yeah like Ooh, the whatever, whatever the name is sure it's a that's a yeah like a what do you call that word it's like when things mean multiple things but they're the same thing um synonym or i forget the name of it <laughs> but yeah, <you> know <laughs> definitely there's there's definitely um i guess you could look at it like that because you are kind of striving for it i always remember being a kid drawing and being just really creative as a child and when I became an artist um later on in my life I was like you know just trying to chase that feeling of being completely free and then you work on like client work and stuff and then um I don't know it's the same for you because I know you do passion projects we'll talk about that too but like you know that chasing back that freedom not having a client tell you what to do when you can just do it yourself you know
1: yeah, I, I think in a client work, there's a it's kind of a different type of a creation, or like different type of creativity,
2: yeah. I would
1: say, I was thinking about it. So it's like you have a certain goal, yeah, and you need to achieve it. And you you know, like, it's when you create when you're doing your art, so it's like you're your own client in a way that you have a certain goals to achieve and that's like your goals or concepts to uh, discover or something you know like you're going into it but when you're in the client work it's just uh, it's a challenge and it's an interesting challenge because you yeah. so much need to be you know like need to be done in a certain way that will you know make everybody's happy which is which is interesting i would i I would say it's 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 a different thing it's a different kind of uh uh challenge
0: yeah
2: but
1: yeah but i i like it
0: you like you you enjoy the i mean obviously because you work you know at a studio for a studio so it's makes sense you know because it would be a weird thing if you worked there and you hated it right yeah, it will be I mean, it would be pretty <laughs> miserable life. <laughs> sure. Yeah, because then you'll be doing something you didn't want to do. So, because I have friends that really love their client work and they love, you know, working with their clients and stuff and, and that's great because I think there's a good alignment. Not everybody has that um alignment obviously because it can be somewhat difficult um to find that within like your own career, you know, as finding um client or people that you align with creatively, you know, oftentimes I just look at clients as clients is just people that oftentimes just have a means or a vision, but don't have the, the abilities or whatever it might be. And so that you're fulfilling that part of their quest, you know, but yeah. it, ma- it makes me think a lot about the future of art though, in the, the realm of consumption and where that means, well, you know, like, are people going to still value art in the age of just art abundance, you know? What I mean by that is like when photography first came out that, you know, like as a, as a tool and a trade, it was a coveted thing. It was very unique. And only so many people had this technology back in the, back then, now that everybody has a, has a camera and can take photographs and stuff, it, does it diminish its power or does it make it larger? And, you know, what does that mean for the overall scope of, of art, you know, so
1: Yeah, I I think it's really difficult to define art, like actually try to define it academically or whatever the uh, name is. Like uh, you mentioned the photography. Uh, I I remember that I was reading, uh, trying uh, every once in a while, I'm trying to read something smart about the art and uh, Mm. whatever is happening in a a scientific part of it, like academic part of it, like you know, how they're trying to actually. define it, you know, precisely.
2: Yeah. So
1: anyway, uh, it's, it's interesting concept. So uh, they were like, you know, it's always like it's multiple schools and they trying to define it in a different ways. They all arguing and they have all kind of this extremely complicated concepts on yeah. the perception. What is like visual arts? How, w- what is what, you know? So after the invention of photography, pretty much everything that was, uh, defined in art just, you know, was shattered because once you can multiply the image or like duplicate the image infinitely, yeah, then all the definitions of how you perceiving the art, they, they were like irrelevant and people were like, you know, like, wow. Okay. So what does it mean? Yeah. What does it mean when you can uh, duplicate the image infinitely? How can it, you know, how can it connect to the original image? Does the original image work, uh, it's still something? Is it worth anything when you can just duplicate it and copy it and uh, publish it anywhere else? So how those things are connecting with, in between? Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, uh, infinite argue argument yeah because it
0: yeah, it's really interesting right because it does break all the rules that's what i mean like the future of it's really quite interesting too yeah. like just the internet itself and then the consumption of imagery and stuff i don't know it's it's just it's, it gets me thinking a lot about just the future of everything you know
1: yeah i think uh, you know the art uh in general it's doing fine it's uh people who cannot uh, uh keep up to the to the art Mm. It's like, uh, like, you know, I was learning
0: and stuff, right? So if you just, if you just get stuck in the thing that you're doing,
1: no. Uh, yeah. It's just like, it's this, uh, idea that, uh, when you were young, it was better. <laughs> like mm, all this yeah. whining about that art is going somewhere. It's more or less the same as any grandpa, uh, you know, whining about stuff, you know, stupid kids being too whatever loud <laughs> or something. Sure. It's kind of the same concept. It's just like art doing its own thing. It's going wherever it needs to be.
2: Yeah. It's like
1: the way the culture uh, changes it, you know. So it's going, it's doing well, and it's going wherever it's going. Sure. It's just people cannot keep up with this. Yeah. They're stuck in the old concepts. They're stuck in the ideas that we were really comfortable, you know. That because people are always trying to recollect emotions and memories that made them really you know, they feel something. Sure, yeah. Especially when they were young and, you know, there was a lot of serotonin (laughs) when you grow older and it kind of depletes and everything becomes grayer and grayer and uh, less emotionally involving. So people kind of attempt to, uh, you know, come back for the memories that they have, which doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's like things are moving forward. Yeah, Yeah, it's just desire to have... uh, the same drug, I guess it's the same metaphor <laughs> again. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it is, it's, it's
0: interesting to think of it as a drug because I guess it is. And constantly going back to it, because if you think about what it is that we do and, and you and I specifically doing what we do, which is like more CGI or building worlds or making things that don't, not only just are they still and stagnant, but they also have dynamics in life and you can animate it and live in these worlds and stuff that we create. It's kind of like, uh like almost like playing god in a sense you know like a creator yeah yeah how much of your work is inspired by just that simple fact of just being able to create whatever world that you want it's
1: it's funny enough it's like the original idea of whatever i'm doing it's like i was trying to you know remember what was happening or like establish a certain pattern like why i'm doing this and you know and not something else And uh, I remember myself as a kid, and I remember that uh, the first time I saw a PS game, PC Mm -hmm. game, Mm -hmm. was like uh, StarCraft. And you Mm -hmm. could build stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And somehow since then, I just have this idea of building something. I I played games when I was a kid, purely to build something. Mm. I wasn't really involved in any other aspect of it, but just like the building uh, process, Mm -hmm. like. Or building aspect of it was so fucking entertaining.
0: Mm. Like, so it's it been just with like, you for a long time, then.
1: Yeah, it just was forever. And then, uh, accidentally, I found out about CG. And how did that come about? It's kind of. It was funny. Uh, I accident, ex- absolutely accidentally, uh, I was in uh, when I was a kid in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in a, a university that was close to our building or school building so next to our uh, school was the like whatever university is i don't remember so i went there for whatever reason and i went there in a computer class again for whatever reason i don't remember <laughs> but i i it's got fate, there man
0: fate drew you there
1: yeah man, where was this just,
0: by the way too where was this at
1: uh it's in my hometown it's uh in ukraine in yalta okay yeah i got there in whatever For whatever reason, I got in this uh, classroom with the computers in it. And, you know, I I didn't have any computer and uh, because it's uh, not the best time to have a computer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Anyway, uh, and dude, there was like one dude sitting there and he was animating (laughs) a teapot. He was making a teapot fly. You know, he has like this wings, like a standard 3ds max teapot. So he just built the wings for it and he was animating it. I was mm. flying around. It struck me so dude, hard. I was like, he's sure. dead. <laughs> what what year is this yeah. in? Uh it's hard to say. I think it's, it's a like while ago. Sixteen years ago. Okay. Yeah.
0: That Seventeen. Pretty magical. years magical. trying to think of like the movies and things that were out then too. Did you feel like a connection when you watched like um like films? Like I don't know if you like by then probably like Jurassic Park or anything like that. I think probably like the matrix and stuff, did you have a feeling like a connection to that stuff when you'd watch it?
1: It, uh, Kind of a, it's, it's, it's kind of a separate thing from the world building aspect. Sure. But uh, when I was a kid way before this happened with the PCs, when I was a kid, I had a a VHS player. And uh, the first movie that I had was uh, Jurassic Park. I think I watched it like two, three hundred times. <laughs> yeah, same,
0: same. Yeah, maybe probably more... a lot of the people that are listening that have the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somehow it's just it's like a great movie. You know, it kept rolling. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of a <laughs> yeah. This idea of that you can rewatch the thing is pretty insane. It's still really if good. You think about it. Yeah, it's still really know? good. Yeah. Yeah, the, it holds the up. movies. It
0: is. I miss yeah. movies like that because I don't. And I, I this could be perfectly to your point, but I don't really experience that same feeling when I watch movies anymore like that feeling I I haven't seen a film in a while that's really moved me like like uh, like those but those kind of films are very rare though yeah well it's because you're old (laughs) yeah it's because I'm older yeah exactly yeah it's true
1: yeah Uh, the the second biggest movie of my childhood was uh, uh, Aliens again I watched it like 200 times Yeah, yes. the second one. Second one yeah. 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 All right. It was like, again, 200 times, 300 times. Whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid, I, I could remember every line of dialogue.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's cool, though. But so that at least you had the bug for. So you had the. You're really into watching these films that you had a chance to watch. And then you got inspired by seeing this person like creating magic basically in the screen. So once you saw that, did you. Were you inquisitive? Did you ask the person like, hey, how do you do this? And then did that just be yeah, the did. rabbit hole?
1: I did, yeah, I did. I asked, what is it? How can I do the same and stuff? So I found out just the name of the software and uh, then that's it. it. It's, uh, uh, the software that he used. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 3ds max. Yeah. Okay. With the teapot, uh, like it's the original model of 3ds max. Anyhow, you know, at some point in the future, like a couple of years after I got my own PC and I got, of course, uh, 3ds max on it and I started to do something with it. Uh, really unproductive though. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you remember the first couple of <laughs> things that you ended up making?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, it was all architectural stuff. For whatever reason, I was mm. like uh, either interiors or exteriors. Uh, I never was into animation. And,
0: Just yeah, making but, an image is what you were interested in.
1: Yeah, it's like making a world, you know, like something that is invokes a certain feeling. Yeah, The same way as I'm like you're watching a movie as a kid. You're like watching something and you're like, wow, that's like, you know, an actual space, an actual place.
2: Yeah. And you
1: can live there, you know, as opposed to whatever the world you live in something about that
0: energy i'm sure just capturing that energy i love architecture stuff too so i'm quite connected to it i would find it fascinating we're such weird creatures you know because we come from nature and we just like you know put these hard lines and edges and things into the onto the earth and build it out it's really interesting
1: yeah uh funny enough because i was doing a lot of stuff in uh, 3ds max architectural way uh architecture kind of stuff, Yeah, I accidentally got uh, my first job as a, in, in architectural bureau okay. as a technician, mm-hmm. whatever that mean. <laughs> but, yeah. What, was but you, was what did not, you end
0: up doing with your day? What was your job like?
1: So the thing is that they, I think they hired me mostly to do uh, visualization of architecture of whatever they were doing, sure. but there was yeah. not that much vis- to visualize. You know, it's a small company, in a really small town, uh, so there's not that much to do. So I ended up, I, wo- I worked there for three and a half years, somewhere, something like that. Yeah. So I ended up doing actual architecture. Oh, wow. So I didn't have any education, nothing. Basically, I didn't do anything after school. Uh, oh, okay. But somehow I got in there and they teach me. So, by go. the end of it, yeah, I was doing my own uh, architectural projects. I have, I think, two houses built with my name as an architect. Wow. In yeah. A hometown. Yeah, which is kind of fun.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's really cool. I don't
1: it think is. You need it. I
0: mean, I-, I guess for that, you can probably have them help you, but...
1: Yeah, really well, cool. I, it's much more efficient to work than to study in the university. That that I learned when yes. I was working
0: there. And you get to—it's <laughs> more practical. It's not theory. It's yeah. like you, you face it right then and there. Yeah, and yeah. Nothing and, beats and you the get real it, thing. Yeah.
1: And you're not paying them; they paying you. Yes, you get which get paid is to the learn. best part. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing. It's like an amazing concept. Very
0: <laughs> lucky, and then in return, you give them your time and effort and energy. So it's a great trade off. You know, it's a very classic trade off that I think it's like frowned and looked down upon. Some people are really they don't really like the idea of like internships and all that stuff. I, I, I completely strongly disagree. I think if you have the chance to intern or whatever, even if it's unpaid, you should just do it. You know, like if it's going to give you an experience that's going to help you, then it's just a trade, you know. So um, paid internships obviously is great. But if you can't financially make it work, then yeah, then don't do it. But I think it's so important. It's been like it's a time tested experience for humans to learn via mentorship and exchanging that is so important. Um, Yeah, this took you. So you had the, the teapot incident and then you got your computer. And then you went off to build houses and do an architecture stuff. And that what, yeah. what, what time? What kind of time span are we talking about here? What are you? I'm just getting curious to see
1: like how long you've been doing it. Yeah, between the teapot and the, the actual house, I think it was <laughs> from teapot to house in 3 DC. Yeah, from nice. teapot to house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's slogan. What, I should write a book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's like six years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's it's a lot. Bad.
0: Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. I think the, the the especially the beginning phase of it, and especially in the infancy of all the CGI and the computers and just the technology itself, it, it was it's so, it was so much worse <laughs> to use and to experience because it was, yeah, much more um, troublesome. Yeah, God, it's yeah, a lot more powerful than yeah programs. Are I didn't have easier.
1: yeah I didn't have any internet, so oh, yeah. you know you remember those books like with tutorials yes. and stuff. The
0: dummy books. Like, yeah, yeah man, not the only them it's
1: all kind of books yeah i remember all those books tutorials. too yeah that was the thing it's like Norm,
0: H- Norman dvds i had a lot of those i still have them they're on my bookshelf and they remind me of a different time do you ever have those no no,
1: no. it's uh, you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah of yeah, course the norman yeah norman no school. it's it's too western
0: <laughs> oh it's too western yeah <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah i guess that makes sense because it is a it is a western it's an american company I would thought they would reach out around the world, but yeah, but those DVDs really helped me out a lot. Now it's like, it's amazing. The resources that you get, people are so fortunate. I mean, there's so many artists and teachers and people expressing and sharing what they know. And at the same time, there's a lot of incredible information just free online on like YouTube and stuff. I find that if I ever run into an issue, if a friend of mine can't help me, I usually just go to YouTube and spend a, a minute there. And I find the solution that I'm, looking for when you're making your things how, how often are you hitting like walls or hurdles in your process like things like um you're trying to establish like i don't know like a look or uh you're trying to solve a problem on the modeling side of things or you being how often do you run into a, a an issue that has to that stops you basically from creating
1: uh, in my personal work uh i kind of was stopped uh, running into issue a long time ago <laughs> okay so you
0: know all that you know the the process from start to
1: finish then yeah it's like but uh, i mean if you've seen my stuff it's more or less the same you know like it's uh, i'm doing the, the, the only project <laughs> it's one big project and i'm constantly doing it you definitely with your work definitely result. has a
0: style it definitely has its own thing like it comes from you definitely have a style to it if that's what you mean
1: yeah yeah and it's uh of course it's partially defined by the my knowledge of software yeah so you know it's always a trade-off i would do more but then i need to know something else exactly and what exactly that's what i, I mean need to know, i don't know
0: okay so that's, an, that's gonna lead me to the next question is how much time do you spend learning new things because i feel like that's so hand in hand with like cgi artists like because there's a new program, there's a new software, there's a new plugin. Like every every day, there's something new that's dropping or releasing that you can you know play with or build or work with.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's pretty terrifying because every time is like so much new stuff coming out, and I'm like, oh my god, no, I'm just gonna read a book or something or <laughs> watch a movie. Sure. But do you yeah. spend
0: time reading, or I mean, do you spend time studying new software or learning a new no, thing, or no? No, so you, I
1: tried. The last thing I tried was uh, Fusion. Okay. For the modeling, uh, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Isn't it fun? It was super easy. It was fun. Yeah. I stopped doing it in three weeks.
0: <laughs> oh, you just weren't you weren't interested in it?
1: No, it was amazing. But just then, I realized that I can do kind of a similar things. Sure. Or, uh, in 3ds Max. Yeah, that
2: makes Though, sense.
1: It's not going to, I mean, topologically, it's not going to be correct or whatever, you know, or whatever the limitations, it's going to be the same thing in the end. Sure.
0: Well, that's got to feel nice, though, to be able to know, because my biggest problem is I get stuck at so many walls, but it's because the way that I've learned is totally all over the place and weird. Like I've learned different programs at different times and I'm like, I'd go through a process and I won't even know it, like how to UV things properly or or poly model things properly you know so i'm going yeah. backwards and then forwards and stuff so my process is quite stupid actually <laughs> it's not yeah. very logical but i make do and i try to figure it out as i go but that seems to be the biggest hurdle for me is get, that's the thing that gets in the way of me being creative most than out of all of it but yeah, yeah. but it seems uh, like you, if you have it if you already have your solutions and then it's then it's quite easy then
1: well it's i mean i'm I'm not going to defend this thing, so you I would say it's better to learn new stuff than not to learn, sure but at the same time, I was like I was thinking, so you're standing you know like you spend time like I spent whatever ten years or something to learn whatever I learned, and you're like on you're on kind of the top of the mountain, and you see in front of you a mountain that is higher, yeah. it's not really like higher, you know it's a bit higher. But then you need just to go all the way down and then all the way up to the new mountain. Yeah. And, you know, this difference in height is not that big. Maybe it's not worth it. (laughs) Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah. So what do you do at that point? You just continue then, huh? You just hang out in your mountain, relax, enjoy the view.
1: It's kind of yeah. It's kind of like that. Maybe maybe it's uh, maybe it's the wrong thing to do. Maybe it's just now. Maybe in in two months I will be like, what the fuck am I doing? I should learn Houdini, or whatever. (laughs) Is that on (laughs) your list? Whatever is there. No, Jesus Christ, no. I I, I, I hate this. I hate this parametric stuff. (laughs) Oh, you don't like the you don't like that stuff. I find it fascinating.
0: I find fascinating.
1: It is. It is totally. It's fascinating to watch. But I don't have any like. I don't have any urge to actually do it. Sure. You know, it's like, it's kind of a, for me, it's like in the world building uh, concept that we talked about.
2: Mm,
0: Yeah. It is definitely on a whole different level. It's a whole different thing. That's for sure. Yeah. It's
1: like, it's too complicated. Maybe I'm whatever, for whatever reason, I think it's uh, a bit too complicated. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think, well, I think if, um, I think it makes sense because of what you can do with it. It just, it opens up so much, possibilities and options for you I think that's really that's kind of how it works because it's almost like a like a wizard's bag of tricks you know and you can pull out anything that you want from it whereas if you go into the common programs that we use I think it you know there's certain expectations you know the tools are designed like a hammer is designed like a hammer is designed to drill nails into uh, surfaces with Houdini it's almost like it's a hammer with wings and lasers and like there's there's like, it's like really hard to put a title to what it is, what it does, you know, because of its um, ambiguity of its use and how powerful it can be and how I feel like it's still like very, it hasn't been really explored all that much yet, you know? So I find it fascinating though. I just, I really, I, I just love all of it. I think it's so
1: interesting. Um, all of this stuff, I think is really interesting. It is definitely. I tried when I was like, when I was it like six, seven years ago. I tried all kind of software and stuff, and just tried to learn as much as possible. Yeah. And then uh, I just got stuck into the work itself, like into the projects, and especially in my personal stuff, which is kind of a defined with what I learned at that point in time. Yeah. And I kind of was stuck to it, which is not a good thing. <laughs> but at the same time. It's what it is, you know, like, it's hard to say what is bad or good in terms of personal art.
0: Yeah. Well, it's all you, it's what you want it to be, you know? Yeah. It's like, or, yeah, or
1: what you can do, you know, like, what you can say, like, if you have something to say, then.
0: Yeah. And that's all, I... no, all up to you, what you want it to be. And that's the key thing, you know? And that's actually how I found out about your work because, um, at the mountains of madness is the project. Yeah. That's the yeah. one that really stuck out to me, um, and for some reason when I saw it, I kept thinking because your name's Maxim, and I thought you're Zeskov, my friend Maxim Zeskov, and I was like, oh, cool, Maxim Data. a thing. for the for a while, I couldn't even disconnect it, and then I just <laughs> I realized, recently, like, oh, he's totally not the same person. This is great. <laughs> some reason yeah. for some reason I kept thinking it was. Uh, are you familiar with Zeskov's work?
1: Yeah, he's uh, pretty famous. Yeah, yeah, he is <laughs> pretty guess.
0: famous. Yeah. yeah, his work's really good. But yeah, I mean, that's a I think that from when I look at all your work, though, all your work has a certain style to it. I guess this one does, too. Uh, They all do Um, like this level of intricacy and like there's this like hybrid world of craft and things that are happening in this like there's just like these worlds basically that you're building out. Um, But what brought upon you to do this this film? What was what was the inspiration for this film? Was there a certain Uh image that you saw or a movie or a feeling you're after?
1: No, it was, uh, so, uh, the reason, I guess the main reason was just, uh, that I had time <laughs> finally mm. okay. to do something, yeah, it's a bad uh, yeah. or something? uh, pretty much. Yes. I left my, uh, previous job and I had a bit of a time cool. and I, yeah. And I decided to quickly mesh something together. How much time did you have? Uh, I had, I had a couple of months, but I finished this piece in uh, less than a month. Great. Well, so if you, if you know it, it kind point. of
0: comes out of you, right? It just kind of flows fast, quickly. Yeah, you?
1: yeah, yeah. So it was pretty quick turnaround, yeah. and uh, yeah, the, the thing was that I had these architectural pieces that I was doing and doing and doing, mm-hmm. and then it was like it's kind of a long train of thought. But first, I had this idea for the title for the fake title sequence for "At the Mountain of Madness" if they would be ever shot mm-hmm. by whoever. You know, like it's this novella, yeah, yeah. novella of mm-hmm. uh, Lovecraft. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, in my head. I've never like read it, visual- but I've heard about it, so. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really good. <laughs> I would recommend. What's
0: it about, uh, basically?
1: Uh, it's simple exploration story. It's like uh, a okay. it. yes, bunch of people stuck somewhere in Antarctica, I think, or Antarctica. I forgot. Yes, a bunch of people stuck somewhere in a north pole or southern pole that i don't remember and they found out the ruins of the ancient civilization Mm. and stuff happened you know okay yeah don't spoiler alert yeah 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 so (laughs) i mean the it's like any other lovecraft story yeah or whatever it's all about this facing the unknown yeah which is kind of for me is uh, the one of the most interesting concepts in art like when you're exploring something completely, you know, unknown, unexpected, something that is really far away from your understanding of, of, of the world or from your concepts. Yeah. So you kind of, you know, you're facing something that you cannot comprehend in any way. Yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting idea.
0: So anyway. Which uh, is a common human experience, right? I mean, our, almost our entire life, especially the beginning, is experiencing all these unknowns. Yeah. And then filling it's, our brain with these different feedbacks and, and things, you know?
1: Yeah. It's just like, it's, I think it's the most, uh, how to say it, um, not interesting, but engaging things to explore the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Something that can be a, a huge drive force. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, like Indiana Jones movies are super popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: just, like, the human experience in general, like, 2001, Space Odyssey. I mean, there's so many movies, yeah. right? That um, Even yeah. Jurassic Park. If we're talking about Jurassic Park. It's, like, the, the unknown, yeah. which is the unknown is, like, bringing back dinosaurs by playing God, you know, like, um, and then what happens when that happens, you know, and how our curiosity is actually not always a great thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, back to the... Uh, the film. Short, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking just in my head. I was I had these images of uh, type, like supposed title sequence, like a fake one, mm. just you know, just in a, as an exercise yeah. to do something cool. Um, and in the novel, in the in the story, uh, they uh, found ancient city with a really bizarre architecture.
2: Mm.
1: And there's a lot of like you know uh, talks in the in a story about like whoa, it's like whatever it is this. Insane uh, architecture that doesn't ma- make any sense, hmm. which kind of was uh, an interesting concept for me. So yeah. I, I was thinking about this and I was imagining this, like you know, this uh, cityscapes of something that looks like a cityscape, but it's not a cityscape. Doesn't have, it doesn't make any sense. Sure, like you the know, scale. it's just yeah, it's just like the scales of the uh, proportions are off. The yeah. The geometry is so bizarre that you could you would be like what the, what the hell is that? So uh, I had this idea, and then uh, I didn't have time to do it, <laughs> like most of my good ideas. Sure. Yeah. Do you draw all uh, your ideas, or are you are you are
0: you an artist as well? Do you draw much? No, unfortunately,
1: no. Unfortunately, I I, I it of any talents.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's okay though. So you, you so yeah. you just you're more comfortable just do you use references and put that together and kind of hodgepodge that together you make still frames or do you just go right into 3d how does it work for you
1: uh i kind of try to keep it in my head hmm. if it makes sense sure I, I don't Can think you see it's it clearly
0: the, in your head usually
1: yeah and you just uh,
0: kind of manifest it then
1: yeah and then when you do it it's something completely different and you're like, God damn
0: it. Does that frustrate it's so you? So nice in my head.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, that
0: frustrates me too. And that's what I mean. That's what I mean by like having to learn new things constantly, because the image in my head has to be made by multiple different programs. You know, you know what I'm saying? And that's the trick. And it's like my 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 vision doesn't know that it's going to take me three months to execute just a single thing. But it doesn't matter because once it's executed, there's like a there's like a delight. You know, excitement of like accomplishment. But the whole process of doing it, it's like, oh, it's quite mundane and frustrating for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's interesting. Uh, you don't draw though, or even, you don't even pull references and stuff
1: either? Every once in a while, not so often.
0: Okay. For the uh, at I, the Mountains of Madness, did you make style frames at least, like piece the style frames no, together? No, no. Interesting. I just,
1: yeah, I just made it. Uh, I had a couple of style frames and they were mostly... uh like brutalistic, photos of brutalistic architecture in the fog, (laughs) and like three of them. Mm. I did this board with three images, I was like, hmm, should be enough.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, I mean, if you know, you know, right? And if you have the skills to do it, then it's not a big deal, you just go and execute
1: it. It's not necessarily that I know it or you know it. It's more like, because again, I had time and I decided to do something that I would have fun in the process. Sure. I wasn't thinking about the final result that much hmm. I had time and I just decided to mesh something together. It wasn't like really clearly defined a concept idea or, or a, even a project. Yeah. I was just making it up as I went you know, through it. Uh, yeah. So, uh,
0: do you think that's a good process to, to approach would you recommend people trying this approach? Uh,
1: I, I would say the, the I mean, I kind of, uh, try to, uh, you know, not to force too much of references or concepts or predefined ideas into what you're doing, yeah, is you can also have fun just letting your inner self go, you know, like yeah, I cannot trust myself, so maybe if I will just do things, it happened, it eventually will happen, you know something will be born out of it hmm. in a way that. That's That was kind of the process of this thing and the concept behind it as well. Uh, the idea of it was that uh, I just decided to do something that doesn't have any reference point. It's like infinite establishing shots, you know? Yeah. It's like establishing shots. Imagine any establishing shot in, you, in whatever the uh, CG or anime or... Uh, Kind of any 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 pulpy sci-fi thing. Yeah. You always have uh, establishing shots. So I decided just to sm- mesh together a bunch of uh, uh, establishing shots, whatever the, you know, whatever I could do in months, Yeah, and just stitch them together, but they never have any resolve. Like there is nothing in the end. It's just establishing shots. In a way that's like it's a n- pure concept of establishing a certain world but you don't have any other concept around this world you're like you don't know what is it yeah because it's just this establishing shot devoid of any context
0: i think i like Which, that personally though i like because then you can put your own stuff on it you know you but just apply uh, your own your own story i guess to it
1: uh, yeah it's like this idea when you're just trying to do stuff as you feel it like you feel that maybe this and this and this will work together, then you're all putting it together. It's like a bunch of ideas.
2: Yeah.
1: It can be visual ideas. It can be, uh, you know, maybe something about the music concepts, any kind of narrative ideas, Yeah. whatever it is. You're just thinking about it and you're just putting them together and it's purely like emotional. You kind of feel that it can work. You put it all together. And you see it, and you're like, hmm, maybe it works. Maybe it does does have something deeper into it.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you never actually like put anything into it? Sure. Like it's it you create basically what you do is you create in a world in a way that the world works by its own. You exactly. Know?
0: Yeah, I was just it's, gonna say that.
1: Yeah, it's just you 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 don't necessarily need to put too much into it. You don't need to really define the lore, you know, like define everything that happens there. You just do things that you feel are correct or feel that will somehow work together. You do this and then you have something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Which makes sense. And I think that's, um, I think that's probably the appeal of it too. It's just, it's, uh, ambiguity almost like like you said it's like you're simulating the world doing the same thing that the world does which is just it just exists and creates its thing you know yeah which i think is cool
1: yeah but then again uh, i think i watched it like a couple of weeks ago and then i was like god damn
2: it what was the problem
1: (laughs) what a piece of shit
0: (laughs) oh man you're hard on yourself what was what were some of the things that you regret about it
1: uh oof, I don't know how to say it was just like that's what I spent months on so <laughs> yeah, so but you week. could
0: have just played video games or you know maybe that's True. not that bad either but sure yeah you could I mean at least you, yeah at least you made something you know did yeah, you yeah that's you a, I mean uh, that's a
1: good excuse
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it is excuse, right I mean because if you I, I I would imagine if you showed yourself this this film when somebody showed you the teapot and said, Hey, someday you're going to make this. I would think you'd be pretty excited about that. Just knowing the fact that you'd be able to create something like that. Wouldn't you say?
1: It or is. No? Yeah. But it's always like, it's, I mean, it's always like this. If you're, uh, yeah. if I, if I will tell or show anything to my, uh, past self, yeah, it would be pretty impressed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 but what's, what's, what's your main issue though with it? I'm just curious. Like, when I you think there
1: it. was uh, I think there was much more thought put into it and then eventually you look at it and it's just a bunch of rendered things, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. How how has people's response
1: been to it? People enjoy it? I guess so. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, do, I don't have any particular response except that, uh, so uh, I got a... I got uh, this thing going in a festival. There was this there was this uh, festival in New York, animation festival,
2: mm-hmm.
1: animation blog party. Yeah. And they screened it. That's cool. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah.
0: And this is, uh, after this, you started working at the mill? Is that what happened?
1: Uh, at, at, at the same time. So I was uh, uh, already, how do you say it, hired, but I was sitting in Amsterdam. And okay. just in between works, I decided to do this one. Gotcha.
0: How do you like working at the mill? And did you, you're in the Los Angeles one or which, which one of the mill cause the mills everywhere? I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. The LA one. Yeah. Yep. There's also like a year, there's one in Europe too, I think in the UK. Did you work at that one as
1: well? No, no. I just was hired here it's and LA. moved directly from Amsterdam.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, so you lived in Amsterdam, huh? How long did you yep. live in Amsterdam for?
1: Four years.
0: Ooh, I like that town. It's a cool city, man.
1: It's, it is, it is. Uh, you I, it I at was all? at the, in a way, you know, uh, sure. it's very really small. Like, it, the, yeah, it is. I mean, it's super comfortable to live in Europe. Yeah. I like Europe. And yeah. And there's like pros and cons. Sure. So when I moved here, it was pretty impressive. The difference it's really, I think it's not that obvious if you don't live in both places, Sure. but whoever lived in both places, the difference is pretty obvious and it's, it's really bizarre. It's like on the, on, you know, like on the basic level, you think the whole world is the same
2: <laughs> because no, globalization,
1: you know, and the culture is pretty much the same,
2: sure.
1: you know, and we all watch and listen to the same things like everybody. So you kind of, have this misconception as that everything is pretty much the same yes. or Everything is working on the same concepts as you get used to. Mm. Even even like regardless of you watching like a movie or you know the political situation in the country or anything, you still kind of think that, yeah, yeah, it still works the way I think it, it works. Mm. But then you move somewhere and you realize that, no, it's actually pretty different. And what I found myself uh, about like Europe and US which is pretty amazing for me was it? like when I moved, maybe it's like an obvious thing and everybody understand that, but no, I, mean, I, I found this pretty, things. yeah, I, I found it pretty amazing. Like uh, my biggest complaint of like complaint, the thing that I didn't like in Europe uh, in general and in Amsterdam in particular, that despite it being a really nice place to live, mm-hmm. there's certain, You know, for a creative, it's a bit like cluster in a way that you don't somehow, you don't feel this creative, you know, vision or like whatever, the creative force around you. There's like, you
0: mean by people or just the atmosphere that's
1: around you? It's hard to say. I think it's, everything is by people, but it's kind of a part of the culture. So it's, yeah. And then I moved here and everybody is so striving for something I yeah. never seen so many people who actually believe in a thing and they trying to do the best mm-hmm. and you know and they jump it's in their pants to do something yeah in a way it's a bad thing but a good thing you know it's always yeah. uh, it's always both yeah. uh, and I was when I moved when I only moved I was thinking what the hell why is that yeah and then I was thinking that uh, Netherlands in particular, it's pretty s- socialistic place.
2: Hmm. Like
1: it's pretty much socialism the sure. way, you know, you, you can imagine it. That's like the best case scenario sure. of how it went. And because of that, because of there is, uh, because of a lot of things that government did and the, because of a lot of things that society works, uh, there is basically no social tension. Hmm. Or no social pressure, sure, which is a good thing on one hand because it's actually make it comfortable to live, sure. But you need a little yeah. bit of friction, though. Yeah, and yeah. at the same time, as a as you know, as a, as an artist, you need something to drive you. Yeah, you need something. Yeah, that's like right before I moved to Amsterdam. I got the job offer. I was sitting in Moscow, and I got a job offer from Amsterdam, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting, Amsterdam. That I don't know nothing about Netherlands, let's Google it. Yeah. So I went to Wikipedia and I was like, okay, okay. I was like, okay,
2: hmm,
1: Netherlands. Okay, maybe I know some uh, movie directors or movies in general from Netherlands. And I start to think and I'm like, hmm, okay, okay, okay. I know uh, Paul Verhoeven
2: yeah.
1: and Udger Hauer. Yeah. They both from uh, Netherlands, yeah, they had this uh, one uh, well, maybe they have a uh, couple of them, but I remember uh, when I was a kid, I watched this uh, pretty famous movie in Europe, uh, Turkish Delights or something,
2: yeah yeah, Turkish it's like Pol- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, which is a Dutch movie about Netherlands, yeah, and that's pretty much it <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay, and I was like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe they're like a bunch of amazing musicians, yeah. but I don't know. And I start to Google and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <No. laughs> That's
0: weird. That's true. Yeah. So much comes none. from America. So much comes from America. Yeah.
1: And there are none. And I was like, wow, God damn it. Okay. Maybe there's like writers, you know, maybe yeah. like this, uh, amazing, like plethora of writers. And I went in and it was like, uh, uh not really, no, yeah. hmm. some of you, I mean like there's something differently. Uh, sure. But I was like, wow most of the culture that I know is either from UK, uh, France or US and, you know, rest of the world in, in, in a way. And the art culture, places- you're talking about the art culture. Yeah. yeah the art, the art. Yeah. Sure. It's, yeah. And it's like, wow, that's interesting. There's definitely something you should have, like something is happening there.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah.
0: Well, there's, I think there's a, in America, I mean, I only know because I was raised here and I've been here for a very long time, but I've traveled quite a bit. I think the big difference is just like, um, it's just, there's a, there's a huge drive here, massive drive to want to be yourself, to be unique, to be, to be, um, to explore, to, to be exposed, to like, you know, share what it is that you're doing. And there's a lot of ego involved in the American psyche. Like there's a lot of ego and but there's, there's, there's a good thing and a bad thing with that too. You know, I think, I think great art really comes from a good combination of many things. I don't think it comes from complete comfort, but I don't think it comes from complete stress either. I think it's like a good blend, but all the art and the things that I've experienced and enjoyed throughout my life, usually it comes from like a place of like, um, disease like a, uh, you know, not disease, but like, um, uneasiness, you know, like the art that I enjoy comes from like people working really hard or trying different things and exploring things or, you know, a lot of the movies that I like were originally kind of like a failure in the beginning. Then eventually people took like, people started to understand what it was and experience it for what it was supposed to be. And I think there's a bit of that, um, that comes from the States too. I think you get a little bit of that too. I would imagine in like the UK as well. So I'm missing some places, but yeah, you think you'd get it a lot more in different countries too, but I think America has this interesting perfect combination. And it also brings a lot of talent from all over the world as well, which is another thing that's a key aspect too is yeah. People like yourself come and live here and your talent yeah. is then shared as an American almost, you know. So it's like becomes a part of that identity that American kind of society kind of thing, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah to my point is that uh i mean there are places definitely that didn't in uh, like they didn't do anything from artistic point of view to me like you know the pl- like geographical places or cultural places sure but there are definitely places that you know they they somehow changed me i guess you know in a way with whatever happened there would from art art point of view yeah
2: yeah
0: who are some of your idols, people that you look up to or people that inspired you throughout your years of being creative?
1: Yeah, uh, it's I mean, it's not only about uh, U.S. or some other countries, it's about a lot of countries and a lot, a lot of things that happened there. Sure. But again, when I got here, because I never lived anywhere except like my, well, Ukraine, Russia. And then Netherlands and then US. Mm-hmm. So this is really hard to judge because I mean I traveled a lot, but I would say if, when you're traveling and when you live in somewhere,
2: it's like kind of a bit different of a different
1: things. experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here I'm kind of living here, you know, yeah. and I'm trying to understand why things are happening the way they're happening. Sure. You know what is exactly and how exactly it works why people do certain things, why people behave in a certain way, <laughs> why, yeah, why, uh, I mean, I'm more interested in the creative side of it or like from, from artistic side of it. So again, it's like, it's an interesting thing, like to try to understand that's kind of a, now I'm thinking it's kind of a, again, back to this exploration thing, you know,
2: hmm.
1: like you're facing the unknown every time. Yeah. Which is cool because you think it's kind of a should be known or it should be obvious. But when you actually got there, get there somewhere, you realizing that no, it's actually not, it's not clear and it's not understandable (laughs) and it's something completely new for you a new concept.
0: Yeah. You, do you enjoy the, if it makes sense? No, it totally does. And you enjoy that then like just that experiencing new things and kind of going through that that
1: that experience and and constantly
0: experiencing new things.
1: Yeah, I think you know, uh, in in general, in art, as I uh, told before, it's like in a in a creative field. What I like most about it is this world-building element. When you're exploring something new, something undiscovered, something unexpected, something and not really clear for you, you mm-hmm. know. Something like some—it's—it's it's kind of a novelty thing, which yeah. is not a good thing, you know, because <laughs> novelty is just pure novelty is a novelty. But anyway, I think there's something deep in it, you know, yeah. something behind this. So that's the thing that I would say it's—I I mean, I really like any pulp uh, artistic stuff. Yeah, like what? You no, know, like. Well, like whatever games, movies or uh, novels that deals with this idea of exploration. Yeah. You know, regardless of it's a high art or low art, you know, if it's like a pulpy novel or a really fucking smart movie, it's still, if it's kind of a dealing with this idea of exploring something new, facing new thing, that's... I think that's the most entertaining thing that you can ever imagine. Like even Space Odyssey, which I like, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, I film. don't really like. Yeah, I don't really like this movie. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the whole idea of like the exploration part, the facing the unknown part, yeah, is pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was a film for me that I didn't when I was younger, I didn't understand it or enjoy it mainly because of just how long things are. And like this, this tension to build and the, uh, like the way it made me feel, it wasn't like my, my mind and body wasn't ready for that as I changed and whatever, um, throughout the years. And it became more of like a thing I kind of accepted. And then I just kind of really enjoyed the ride eventually. But that just, I think that just comes from a desire to experience things in a different perspective, you know? Um, yeah. Cause you know, like we talked about in the beginning of our conversations that we're constantly ever changing. The human experience is like, when we look back at our art from, you know, a month or two months or a year or whatever, you're just talking about the mountains of madness, like, um, just how like different you are now in comparison to the person that was creating that then and how, and how that's just a part of the, the experience, you know? So I think the same thing when I, personally try to experience things too. It's like, Hmm, I didn't like that then, but maybe I'll like it now. And then usually I do, I experience it and I kind of enjoy it for a different reason,
1: you know? Um, Or either way around, because uh, for instance, with the space odyssey back in the days, like maybe 10 years ago or something, I really liked this movie hmm. because it was obscure as hell. And I really loved obscure things, you know, like it's an, it's an artistic masterpiece, which it is in any way. I mean, uh, I cannot say it's like, it's a bad movie. No, it's like a masterpiece that defined the generation. doesn't mean you have to love it. It just, you're appreciating it for what it is. Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely appreciating it. But eventually I kind of, uh, I was like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so unbearable to watch. (laughs) Sure.
0: Yeah. It was funny because they recently played at IMAX near my house. And my wife surprised me by getting me tickets, but she doesn't like this kind of movie at all. So it was really kind of her to to take me with her and and to go and see the movie. But I mean, it was just funny because I felt bad for her when we were watching it. Because I'm like, oh man, I know you don't want want to be here. <laughs> I know you don't want to watch this, yeah. but you know she did it because you know that's how you roll. But yeah, yeah it's it, yeah, it's like I think it's another thing too is like the expectations we have when we experience things. You know, it's like I think we've been so um programmed that when we experience like a movie or for some reason we want to resolve or the hero should su- succeed or whatever and i think that can be a hindrance to the art form itself though you know so when you go and experience something sometimes it's not you're not it's not intentional for you to really love it at that moment or it's not like true art is just being made by per- somebody like just making their art and by what i ma- mean by this is that the great thing about it is it's like communication not everybody's gonna like the way that you talk or the way that you communicate or the way that you dress or the way that you look yeah yeah that's just the beauty of it too which is yeah. cool and i that's something i've just kind of learned um along the way i used to take things so personal i was curious about that for you too are you somewhat live on like social media and stuff or do you stay away from that stuff
1: no, I'm, uh, I don't really have time to do any of it. <laughs> well,
0: we all have time for things, right? It's just we choose what we do with our time, you know? Like, so and that's a smart decision, I think, too, because you could be. I, like, you could probably just be like super obsessed with it. But if you don't, then it's actually yeah. better, yeah. I would imagine. So you don't have to yeah. even bother with it. But that's yeah. good, though, too, because I think it's more or less a just, just a distraction in general, too, from like the core. Where are you at? Like, what are you? Where you? Where are you thinking? So you're right now. You're an art director um, currently at the mill. You enjoying that? Mm -hmm. They're they're listening to you. So yeah, I'm I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. Can't say anything bad. No,
1: (laughs) no. I'm not going to.
0: (laughs) No, they're your employers. You've been there for how long?
1: Not really long. No, half a year, I guess. Oh, that's that's not too bad. Yeah. Paul Mitchell
0: and and those guys are there. I think right. Yeah. 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 Paul's great. I used to work with him at Prolog and. I don't know if Lisa, Lisa, but maybe Lisa went to elastic. It seems like the two big studios now seem to be the mill and elastic. Huh?
1: Yeah. There's a bunch of people from elastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of of, like a lot. It's funny how that, how that industry works or this industry works. Um, just how like, (laughs) it's like these tribes of people and you see the work, no matter what the studio is, you can see that person's influence on that work, you know? Um, as that like, because that's really what it is. If you think about it, a company is hiring you to represent them and they're going to take your muse and your, in your, your identity basically, and, and pay you for it um, so that they can make money and profit. It's really quite interesting. Something that I'm always constantly fascinated with. And I, it really hit me hard when I was at the Louvre in France, when I went to visit and just really made me think about where art is and why people make art and how, you know consumerism and not how we consume things and what what art means now and how I don't know it's really fascinating I'm constantly thinking about it wondering you know what's the purpose of it the value of it how to value it how to value yourself you know
1: yeah yeah it's, it's funny that you mentioned the museum uh I I the last time I was in the museum was many years ago and I don't have any you know like any inner motivation to go there any, <laughs> yeah. like anything it's like oh. i i don't go there i that's don't go shame. to museums at all what, i don't know why
2: yeah i don't i
1: shame. completely like maybe it's later. So, i don't know for me it's so like nope
0: been there what excites you then that's my career i'm curious what what gets you excited about something
1: in general like in general or about sure. art
0: yeah it's in general like normal life things what what excites you like what do you do even if outside of just being a creative do you have like a hobby or a thing that you do that you enjoy
1: you know i think that like the worst thing about my hobby is that whatever i'm doing in my job is my hobby like, <laughs> so you don't you have know, a like, hobby no <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like i'm just finishing any kind of work and then just start doing my own stuff and that's my hobby so which i don't think a healthy thing yeah <laughs> you yeah need something else
0: <laughs> yeah i think it's good i think well I'll, i think what it's good about it is it helps your brain open up to different opportunities and also starves you from a stimulus you know so if you remove yeah. that stimulus of art and that creation you starve it for a bit to just have another uh distraction a healthy one yeah like i train jujitsu like martial arts it's a really good healthy distraction for me
1: yeah. Yeah. I did it when I was in Amsterdam. I, I did boxing for a while. And, uh, before that did something, something like the, you know, actual sport, yeah. which definitely helps. But, um, uh, yeah. But now uh,
0: you're in LA, baby. Gotta make that yeah, money. Right. Yes. Yeah,
1: like, money. of course. And, but also a healthy lifestyle, man. So, like, anyway, uh, so I don't go to museums. Back to the question. Yeah. It's like, but i Kind of, I'm thinking what I'm doing, like, what is this, because like most of the time I'm spending either doing something, creating something or watching something or listening to something, you Mm -hmm. know, like to music or to movies. Yeah. And I find myself like, I'm super fascinated and engaged when I'm trying to find something really obscure in internet, like obscure pieces of art. Mm -hmm. Which is yeah, which is basically now. I'm thinking it's just like I'm thinking it about it now, and it's basically like you're exploring something unknown and you're going for certain artifacts. Sure, you know, it's kind of the same concept.
0: And you're just and, getting uh, inspired by it.
1: Yeah, and you like you're searching for something obscure, like obscure, you know, like of something really uh, far away from mainstream culture. Yeah. Whatever it can be, if it's a movie, like the other day, it was like a couple of days ago, I found out, the accidentally I found out about this uh, playwriter, uh, British playwright David Rapkin, I guess. Maybe uh-huh. I'm mistaken. Anyway, know. yeah, anyway, he's like pretty bizarre, dude. And he was writing a bunch of, uh, how do you call this? It's like a TV series, but it's called something else, like... Uh, uh, TV, TV place. I think. Okay. Yeah. You know, they were like big thing in, on BBC in seventies or eighties or whatever it is. So he was producing this kind of stuff. He was writing teleplays, which were done as a TV series. Okay. Like, you know, uh, whatever, three, four five, six episodes. It's like three and four hours in total or two hours in total. Sure. Yeah. And I accidentally found one and I decided to watch it. It's like a mini series, BBC mini series, which is always entertaining. Yeah, you know, it's always nicely written. Definitely nicely acted. Yeah, but, usually almost always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like a thing from seventies, I guess, and it's so bizarrely obscure. You're watching it. And you don't believe that somebody may you know gave money for it you know it was actually created <laughs> sure. because it's as far away from mainst- whatever you define as a you know t v okay. series b b c yeah as possible, yeah, this is like an opposite of mainstream culture, but it's kind of a mainstream because it's b b c like how f- far like how more mainstream you can go yeah, yeah, that's interesting, anyway, yeah, it's yeah. cool, and
0: it's interesting that yeah. you hunt for obscurity too. And like try to find like um, artists and creatives that maybe are a little bit, how how do you find that kind of stuff? Did a friend show it to you or?
1: No, just Googling stuff or like blogs, you know, like, yeah, Yeah. yeah, kind of a, kind of a Reddit stuff. Like you just going into some depth, you know, (laughs) diving into the deep internet. Sure. Yeah. And then coming (laughs) out with that stuff. Yeah. So coming up with a pile of stuff and you're like, Whoa, what the hell is
0: that? <laughs> and this, this work then inspires you in some way, I'm sure, because we're just kind of consuming. So it comes out in your work in some kind of capacity, I guess. Um, how, how different. influenced are you by your surroundings? Like, like you mentioned, like researching these things in that your hobby is actually your craft. How influenced are you by the surroundings, which in which you make like working at the mill? Being around those kind of people, how how does it inspire you or change the work that you
1: make? Yeah, well, it's by far the the most, how do you say it, inspiring work that I have been like workplace as as a space with people. Like, I never worked with so many talented and inspired people. Yeah, like they genuinely want to do stuff which is amazing man and you cannot find it anywhere uh, everywhere like it's you know it's a thing to cherish if you find a place where people just you know going crazy and they went to do something yeah it's 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 a thing yeah Yeah, it's the best it's it's
0: It's a drug right there because you're like, hey, we're all addicts. And then you're like, yeah, let's keep partying and just keep partying yeah, hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a like, yeah, it's kind
1: of a party nonstop.
0: Yeah, totally is. Yeah. I mean, you're at the office now. It's almost 11 it o'clock. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Partying hard. Yeah. And then I, I, I miss those days. That's one big thing I do regret about not being able to work at a studio. There's a lot of things that why I don't. But the one thing that I mo- most regret is just the camaraderie. And being around really talented, smart people that, um, are just really great to work with or learning from them. But I found different ways, uh, to do that. Um, what do you, do you, do you get and do you dabble with any of like the, the different types of, uh, like creating art, like have you gotten to VR or making video games or is that any interest to you?
1: It is definitely. It's like all this, like new media, emerging media is super interesting. Hmm. I mean, like it's, it's like an, kind of a you can make a a new types of conversation with it you know yeah because it's just a new medium you just like use it to say the same thing but it's not the same thing because it's a new medium so it's kind of a, a change and transformed and it's all this like juxtaposition of uh concept is amazing, but uh, never had time to actually do anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's a whole other it's a whole nother thing I yeah. have it on my list to also learn unity no. everybody's telling me unity no. or unreal Engine so I,
1: I know unity I mean I did a bunch of projects with it but yeah. it's like it's a it's project it's a work thing yeah like I never you know. did anything personal yeah I, I mean like I was doing unity stuff back in Moscow uh, and in Amsterdam as well a lot of things uh, in real time, but yeah. it's always like projects, you know? Sure. It's never actually was something that I would want to create.
0: Where do you think art in CGI is going to be in 10 years?
1: It's hard to say. They come up with something new. But do you have a perception of what it might be? No, I have no clue. man. No. But I think it will be fine. No, it's just like, you know, the art itself, it's not, really changing in a way that it's always kind of a dialogue, Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not really like anything else. It's like a dialogue or a certain idea that you get or a conversation, you know, it's, it can be monologue or it can be dialogue as a like, conversational thing, yeah. but I think it will always be something like that, but in different forms. Yeah.
0: It's some sort of communication though. And it's probably going to be yeah, real, real time or some kind of capacity. And- uh, to production the,
1: wise uh, god knows it's it's gonna be something new definitely
0: yeah i mean if you think about like how how big the our industry has changed just with like the rise of the GPU render you know and then i'm thinking that once things because i think that i think uh jules from otoy was talking about like real-time ray tracing and all that kind of stuff which is quite amazing It's insane, yeah, yeah. It's especially insane. considering where you come from how you've been doing this for so long you know which i imagine it's what you did the dream combo which was like 3d studio max and v-ray is that what you did
2: yeah uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's V-Ray is still i
0: think this the, is still the strongest because of the support and especially with that combination because there's such a good support for that program combination yeah. there's all these other new ones are quite interesting too so but yeah again this is tools you know it's just tools and if you want to, I think you can create anything with all of them and it's kind of a cool place to be in. Um, but yeah, I find it fascinating. Yeah. It's
1: like, it's uh, never I ended. mean, now I'm using uh, different things uh, because the mill it's uh, I'm working in design. So it's uh, cinema and Arnold.
0: Yeah. I was going to say Arnold. Yeah. Cause I know the mill was is big on Arnold and I think you yeah. probably guys, you guys probably use, you guys have some Houdini guys too there. I'm sure.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Is that like a well? I mean, Cinema Four D is actually really great. That's a so because I know it pretty decently. So, do you enjoy using Cinema?
1: To an extent, it's <laughs> definitely not suited for uh, how to say it. Whatever I did for my personal stuff, sure, project. It's just you know, and funny enough, like all the render agents, I'm I'm used most of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I kind of can render anything in any render engine, you know, like I can do differently and uh, nice images for like a nice video. It's all the same for me. And sure. I'm pretty sure for everybody else, I mean, any lighter, for instance, he can just like open whatever, any other render and just do the stuff Sure. pretty quickly. It's kind of all the same, but, uh, again, when I, I'm trying to use any, other render engine to do the, like this kind of uh, abstract architectural stuff that I did in V-Ray and it's not the same, man. It's so strange. Yeah. Like you would think that it's all same crap, No, but it's no, no, it's like in details. I it's... think when you go too deep into a certain topic, like yeah. topic inside the, you know, thing, like uh, I'm doing my own like infinite, you know, buildings, houses and whatever that is. Yeah. bunch of cubes flying around once you go too much into the topic you go to you know too deep into the like this and you kind of became a slave of a certain feature
0: yeah, yeah and then true. you're
1: kind of trying to change it and then it doesn't work the way you think and you're like God damn
0: it <laughs> yeah yeah i think uh <sighs> i think still v-ray still is the most is the best for like photoreal if you're attempting photoreal realism, But then you have to pay for it because it's just the bucket rendering style and all that kind of stuff is kind of a drag. Um And if you're a cinema user, it's not very good because they don't have huge support for it from what I hear. So, but if you're a 3D Studio Max user, it's really great because I think they have a really great uh, foundation and a team that supports um, constantly. And you have like guys like Grant Warwick who are constantly pushing the edge of that 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 software's ability too. So, but I mean, it's always like, um, I'm sure you've experienced this too. It's like once a program can handle like a million polygons, you're like, okay, how about 2 million polygons? And then it's like, oh, now we're at like 40 million. Like what about 100 million polygons? You know, so it's just, it's a never ending thing. Or like I can have this in that scene. Let me add like 40 more. And um, I think at the end of the day, it's, you can still make a lot with a very little amount too. When you made your, um, the uh, the at the Mountains of Madness, did, so that was just all you and you rendering at home. Did you end up using V-Ray for the render for this? Or this looks like it's probably Arnold because the volume looks like. No,
1: no, it's uh, the beauty pass was done in V-Ray. Okay. Uh, I did it actually, I, I did it all uh, because I, I, for the last six or seven years, I do not have a PC at home. Okay. Yeah, so I always <laughs> working in the office. Nice. And I did it in the office in Amsterdam. I was just sitting uh, instead of working. And uh, when I already left the company, I was just still sitting there. <laughs> Nobody cared. <laughs> they you know, were cool I was just doing my stuff. Yeah, I didn't care. That's nice. I was just doing this stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was, no, it's the V-Ray and uh, I rendered volumes lights separately. It's Redshift.
0: Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's As, nice. Interesting. Yeah
1: my, yeah, my friend helped me out. He just showed me how to set it up. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's easy. Boom, done.
0: Yeah, Redshift is great. Um, I just recently started using it quite a bit, and I really love it. It's been really awesome. So that's yeah. interesting. So you would just take the camera and move the camera. You take the same camera, then you would render just the lights on, huh? then put that in, you'd comp that in yeah. After Effects. I guess that makes sense.
1: A lot of it, half of the this half of the video, half of the short is actually fake animation. It's After Effects.
0: Sure. After Effects is super powerful. And people. I mean, it's like it. a
1: fake in a way that it's all stills and I just made a parallax and After Effects. Yeah, simple parallax, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is just a total fake animation. It's, yeah, it's just you kind of get away stills. with
0: it when you're doing really long lenses too, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's,
1: like it's, too. it's just really subtle motion, so. But, S- so much faster yeah, to render too. Yeah, <laughs> so Yeah. with this volume light, so I, now I'm thinking like, Okay, so my friend showed me how to do volume lights in Redshift because we got the Redshift license for whatever reason. We did some project on it. And he just showed me how easy it, to do it. And I was like, hmm, that's nice. And (laughs) it's kind of inspired me to do this show. It's one of the things. I was like, wow, there's a lot of cool volume lights and I like volume lights. Yeah. I was like, you know, part of the inspiration for this thing. And I'm thinking, I was like, God damn it, just like a feature in the software inspires you. Yeah, man. As opposed to something really, you know, high and abstract.
2: Yeah.
0: No, it's just I think what it is is just being able to have a mind that's willing to be inspired by whatever it is that's around you. And being open to that inspiration and constantly just feeding that inspiration and not letting that not like not boxing that in not removing yourself from being curious you know because the moment you do that then you might as well just stop you know what i mean like if you if you're just constantly jaded or like fussy about things i think it's like what then what's the point you know? yeah but if you're inspired that yeah. makes it easier i think
1: yeah so. that's true and i think as a creative most of the time you think rather than actually do the stuff yeah because you don't have that i mean i don't have that much time because I'm like, I was always full-time, on the full-time work,
2: mm-hmm. so I
1: never had any, you know, free time, yeah. as like an actual free time. So most of the time I think about stuff, and most of the time I think about the projects. Some of the projects I had in my head for like eight years,
2: hmm.
1: and they completely finished from start to finish, you know? In yeah. a really nice way, it's really beautiful projects. <laughs> sure. just exists in my head. Yeah. <laughs> else. Yeah. yeah. And most, right. and I kind of feel that a lot of creatives are like that. Yes. You kind of live your life and then you write things, um, you sketch things, you think about things, you create in this huge pile of things, like of a concepts, ideas, anything. And at some point in kind of a bursting out, you know, yeah, certain right moment, just going out there. And making it, yeah, and yeah, you making it. Bam, boom, boom, done.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's a very common thing, and it's something that I really try to avoid with my own self. Is like not having just. I when I have a passion project or an idea, I just sketched it out, make a schedule, and I stick to it, and I just try to get it done. It's difficult though. There's so many different limitations and things that get in the way. Things that you don't even know that will get in your way. But it'd be really cool to be in your position where you just you already have a really good grasp on all the tools. You just go make it probably yeah but it's interesting though because i guess there's yeah. a, there's a, well because if i had that i would just be it... like freaking crazy you know like i'd do like like yeah. making stuff all the time no the biggest for me i mean it's the, the learning curves of like okay now i need to learn zbrush and then i gotta learn 3d code and i gotta do this thing and i gotta do that so yeah
1: i i mean limitations are fine i mean sure t- yeah i mean like i don't really, I mean, I would, I, I should learn stuff, but you know, it's like it, I know some stuff. I know more than what I use like in in personal projects, you know, I'm I'm using all kinds of stuff, Anyhow, but I think when you're limited to a certain amount of tools that helps you, you know, to do something really quick and fast, like, you know, just boom, 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 spit out idea like in a, in certain form, once you have this limitation, You need to, it's like a separate challenge, but it's also part of the challenge. It's like creative challenges, a lot of things. It's not only the concept or idea and not only fleshing out the way you see it, it's also you always kind of have, you know, issues with time or issues with the, in that case, the software that you're using. Yeah. Which is also a nice limitation because when you limit yourself as an artist, that's when creativity starts to you know flow around yep and find ways
0: you just kind of make it happen i always remember like ridley scott would always say like necessity is a mother invention i think he got that from somebody else but it just means like when you're kind of limited and you need to necessitate something you're you know you're constantly inventing and that's really where the art form kind of thrives is in that limitation state you know, yeah. working within those bounds and then kind of conceiving things. And I think that's why a lot of people like when I saw your piece, I was like, oh, it's really beautiful. And I was thinking, wow, like all the volumetric lights and the mood and the tension, and the tone and the, de- the details. And I was like, oh, that's really nice because it's, it's quite rare, I think, for an individual person to make something at this level at the same time with a feel of it, you know. So I thought that was really cool. So, so there's something there. It's like a cool exchange, you know, just being inspired by it. And, and getting excited about creating myself so it creates a cycle you know it's like you make something that inspires me then i make something hopefully inspires you or whatever you know and it creates that like really cool spiral effect of inspiration which is yeah. great yeah and it's like i don't know one of the cool parts of making things you know
2: yeah
0: i definitely love yeah. it
2: if there's something yeah. that you
0: give like yourself your your younger self when you're coming up and doing doing these projects what would it be like a piece of advice or something
1: no i wouldn't do it you wouldn't like, say anything
0: to your past self
1: no you should like you should you know you should kind of uh get it or like you should you know you should kind of a face the unknown. Hmm. that's the cool part that
0: is cool i like your approach yeah you kind of
1: you kind of will you will get there
0: yeah eventually one way.
1: or maybe no or maybe no but that's kind of the point you know
0: <laughs> that's true
1: yeah, but not like everybody wants idea.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, true. Which is good too. Yeah.
1: It's so. like it's not necessarily to, you know, know how to do the well, I mean, like what's the goal? What's what what can you tell? I mean, you can you tell something to your past self?
0: Oh yeah, I probably would. I'd just tell myself to relax a little bit. Yeah, yeah. to stress. don't stress, I'm you cool. know, like yeah, and it's like things are gonna work out, just be patient um and constantly work at it. I'd also probably give myself some of the tools and tricks that I've been using just in regards to just how to manage myself a little better. But yeah, I definitely would have things to give myself because it would just make me better. <laughs> and that's the yeah, the day. True. I just, I just want to be better, you know, which means I want to be faster and, and stronger yeah. but, about what
1: I do. But better in what way? Because, I mean, can, I mean you can way. tell a lot of things to your past self about something really... Like, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with the conceptual stuff with like maybe with something with the actual life, you know, how to be more successful or sure. any stuff, anything like that. But as an art goes, like, would you tell something, would you say something to your past self? Because like, that's kind of the point of the art. You need to get through it. You need to get through all of these in, interesting fluctuations. Totally.
0: But it's an endless loop. So I don't even see that almost for myself. I see it as like, you know, it's an endless loop of experience. So even if I told myself, I would still go off to have unique experiences no matter what. But those would be if you think about it as a loop, right? So let's say I go around the loop once and I come back to myself and I'm and my other self is still at the beginning. I say, hey, that uh, this loop has a thing and there's a thing in this loop. And and then, then I go to have that experience I go, okay, cool. I know to look for those things. But at the same time, I'm having unique new experiences that almost makes a second loop. You see what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, living, like yeah. reincarnated with memories in a sense. So I don't know. I love that idea though. And, and I would for sure give myself all kinds of <laughs> feedback and stuff and, or just things, you know, con- I'm constantly trying to figure out a way of like, like I think, uh, I think Elon Musk has been a part of this like Neuralink. Have you heard about Neuralink? Uh, yeah, I guess.
1: I I don't, I don't recall the details.
0: So apparently um, it's like, I don't know a whole lot of details, but um, apparently from what it is from my understanding is that it's a, it's a way for us to interact and consume things with a greater, like disconnecting or removing like the, 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 the issue of like communication and connection connectivity to things. So like, let's say you, interact with something and the feedback is, is shitty. So like, let's say you're only taking in 50% of your experience. So hopefully Mm -hmm. like this neural link is going to allow you to have like taken more of your experience, you know, which I find fascinating because I think imagine like, um, for example, learning something new, like, let's say like you had your friend. this is a perfect example. Like you had your friend show you how Redshift does volumetric lights and stuff. But imagine he didn't show you that. And you had to look online and you didn't have that connection and somebody was like showing you with a horrible example and the thing didn't click in your head that would inspire you to make your piece. You know what I'm saying? But the connection that you had in your friend and having your friend show you like it was a better connection. So it's pretty interesting. And to me, I, I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent here, but I find it fascinating. Like the, just the way that we're going to experience things and hopefully in the future and the way it's going to inspire and, and influence our art in general is going to be really interesting
1: yeah and now now the only thing we have is the suggestions and a skype messaging yes
0: exactly yeah it's it's still really primitive but at the same time it's really quite amazing if you think about it it's, being able to communicate yeah, with everybody
1: from around the world you know it's the cyberpunk we deserved
0: yeah well i mean because it's also <laughs> like if you think about it's also um like language for example like removing that issue of language the language barrier and stuff and being able to just communicate with one another at a very primal way you know it's like when you say to somebody that you love them it's like one thing to say it with a word but it's another to feel it you know so
1: you know uh, that uh, there's like this uh, uh, interesting thing about the language that there is no clear uh, i don't think there is a clear not a definition but a clear concept of what is language and how does it work?
2: Hmm.
1: Like, you know, what's, what's before the language, you know, like how yeah. do you communicate even inside the brain with yourself?
0: I guess so, that's when the existence created was created then, right? Our understanding of our own existence.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, there's like, uh, I don't, I cannot the recall the, the details, but, uh, there's like, you know, like uh, all kinds of ideas of how the language and communication works mm-hmm. inside the brain from within the brain, hmm. like what exactly is behind the language. Sure. And I don't think there's like a clear idea of what it is.
0: Well, yeah, it's still, we're still so new to understanding these things, you know,
1: and, and the funny and thing the is having the time like, to be it, able yeah.
0: to, to, to do this, yeah. you know,
1: and imagine, so you have this, uh, neural link between people and it still will be the language.
0: I guess so it's just a new form of language, right? Like yeah, it still will be
1: kind of a something that will, can be defined as a language because yeah. it's a still the form of communication. It will be just be completely different.
0: Yeah, I love it though. I think that's fascinating because then you just remove all this bullshit, you know, wasted time and confusion and stuff, and you just get right to the point. And then people are under- able to understand one another. A lot better, which could be cool. And I think that'll also help and inspire and create better art too. So people will be able to create better and be able to communicate their art to one another better. But yeah, I don't know. Random tangent, just things I think about. It is <laughs> a late night podcast too, so my bright my brain wanders all over the place.
1: Yeah. A late night podcast? <laughs> <This> yeah. <one?
0: laughs> yeah, it's not that late actually, because I've been staying up till really stupid late in the, at night. But yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How important is work ethic? Seem like you work a lot. Isn't work ethic really important to you? And do you think it's an important part of success in this career?
1: Well, in the, in the career, definitely. I cannot say I'm the, like, I'm really successful in career though, but well, who knows? Where do you want to but, be? Uh, what
0: what defines success for you?
1: Uh, uh, that's hard to say. I don't know what's defined. I kind of, I, I never went into this, uh, how to say it, uh, inner conversation, Sure. With myself about you know wh- what i want to do career wise and how to be successful because it's i would say it's something that you should do but it's the same with the learning of new software like i'm spending and wasting my time on something else and i'm never just got there to sure. have a, you know to put some time and effort into understanding of what to do and how to do better yeah in a career in like in a office environment and the communication with other people, which is, it's is like a separate study, I would say yeah. from, you know, you can be a really good professional, but you also need to be a really good at communication Yeah. and dealing with people, which is, a, which is the thing.
0: That's another art. And that's basically, just yeah, it's another art. Yeah. yeah. It's basically communication. Is there a dream project that you would want to work on? Like a dream director or a project that you would really, be happy to be in, uh, a part of.
1: Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, I would definitely want to do something in the um, movies, but I wouldn't say I want to do, uh, as I said, big budget movies or something. I don't know. I'm recently for a couple of years already. I'm just watching all kinds of obscure small movies and I'm so fascinated by them <laughs> and it's,
0: Is yeah, you're going to go make one yourself now.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's like maybe when I will have time, I will do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. yeah. Sounds you know? like you will. <laughs> yeah. Maybe at some point in time. Yeah. yeah. Something we'll do something really uh, relevant. Well, I'm looking forward to, to watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm Excited. looking forward to have time for anything. Dude, <laughs> I Googled origin of language and I'm right. Nobody knows what the hell is comes from.
0: Nobody knows what, like the, like just yeah origin p- of language just the the very the very beginning so before communication before like verbal communication what it, what it was they don't know
1: what, what even like what exactly is like yeah yeah like what is the language why it exists and like what is the origin
0: hmm.
1: yeah, yeah you we really think, don't know yeah, much at like, all we don't you would yeah you would think that it's kind of a thing that you know should be studied should I'm be studied. Sure people like, communicate all over the place
0: yeah. there's a lot of people that have spent a big part of their lives i'm sure you know linguists and stuff so but yeah yeah. yeah it's interesting that they don't know
1: yeah fascinating yeah it is it is i remember it because i was reading the uh noam Com- noam chomsky or whatever the proper pronunci- pronunciation mm-hmm. you know Noam noam chomsky no, yeah never heard it he's uh, one of the biggest philosopher and linguist in the world hmm. uh yeah like professor, cognitive scientist, historian He's uh, he's, a he has this pretty famous book. Uh, what is the name of it? Money over people, whatever. Jesus Christ. I, dude, my memory every once in a while, just go haywire and like leaves me together with vocabulary,
2: Getting you know, like old, vocabulary
1: baby. and memory just like, boom, jumps in the window and you're like, what the hell dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I> was here <laughs> yeah
0: getting old man yeah happens to me yeah. too i think it's just like from my brain being on overdrive all the time and that my brain not having a moment to really think and taking the time you know so yeah but yeah this is part of it yeah
1: but... it's just like kind of a and how to deal with it i don't know but yeah. then again kind of a when you're into the when you're living your life like when you're thinking you think like it's all fine. And then you're trying to remember things and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. I read so many books.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I forget no stuff so much. I have fucking clue what
1: the fuck did I read? You know, what the hell was it?
0: Yeah. I wish that I could draw upon my memories at will quickly. Um, there's so many things from my childhood that were so fun or silly. And I forgot. It's easy to just get kind of lost, you know, and just existing. Um, this is part of the, the, the pattern. That's a part of the the experience, I think, which is just, you know, another part of the human experience it's just lacking a memory, <laughs> but it's definitely part of it. Yeah. It's been, it's been really great to talk with you though. I appreciate you coming on and chatting about your process and just the way you think yeah. and your approach to things. And I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to watching some of your obscure, your, your obscure films. Because yeah. now yeah. if you're looking back at all these interesting, obscure films, it'd be cool because you have an ability that these guys didn't really, which is, you know, the ability to make a world CGI by yourself, you know, which is fascinating. So, yeah. yeah. Or no. <laughs> or not, Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's also really cool, I think. So. And there's like endless yeah. possibilities to it. So it's always really cool.
1: Yeah, I was mostly, I guess uh, during the whole conversation, I was mostly trying to remember things and I was like, was it that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely Yeah, dude, memories.
1: Jesus Christ. No, I think it's the permanent state. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: there you have it, everyone. Big thank yous to Maxime for coming on the show and sharing his time with us this week. You know how it rolls. If you want to find links to the show notes for this week's episode, you can always go to the podcast at thecollectedpodcast.com slash 191. You can also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. If you want to get at us with some topics, you're going to cover certain things, or you have curiosity about certain things, um, you can always just email us. You can send us an email via the website, and uh, we'll do our best to get back to you. Um, go out there, have an amazing day, everybody go out there, be powerful, get a hobby, be powerful, be prolific and peace out everyone.